Good morning, good morning. It's Eshen Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. And this new episode or this new era will be about Zen and your relationships, the secret practice of love. Zen is the secret practice of love, as I see it. As I see it, by the way, as I repeat over and over, I'm not speaking for anyone, just from my own personal experience. So I, I don't want to be viewed as any kind of authority. And um, But I love sharing what my experience has been, because it's been many, many years of practice. And I really remember the very beginning days at the Zendo, which were beyond precious, unforgettable, unforgettable days. My teacher used to use that word a lot, unforgettable, powerful. Makes me want to cry, actually, as I even say that word. So beautiful in the midst of so much samsara, so much chaos, so much confusion. This incredible place. I found this incredible place in the middle of Manhattan. (laughs) And this incredible teacher sangha group, which means group of students, who were practicing together, and we all lived close to one another. It was a very unique time, and we all really, really loved each other. We really got along. We really cared about each other. We really connected. It was very unique. It was like something fell, boom, out right out of heaven. That's how it felt. And the practice itself, oh my goodness, unforgettable, day by day. It's simplicity, it's power, it's inclusiveness, which was a word that meant a lot to me and still does, everybody included. No one ever, ever, ever thrown away, tossed away, rejected, never, never. If you wanted to come and actually practice and sit, you were and are welcome. And that is true, that's how the place went on and on and on for many decades, and still does, and still definitely does. So, very, very great teaching for me throughout all the years, not only in enduring, going on, continuing, walking through, all kinds of times with a feeling of love, with a feeling of connectedness, with a feeling of meaning. Not meaning added on to what's happening. Not, well, what does this mean? And we dream something up. No, 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 not like that. Intrinsic meaning, I call it. Just so meaningful just to be here. Just to be here, just to breathe. Just to drink coffee together. Wow. What a gift. We could see it there and then very clearly. And now again, as our world is turning, turning, and going through this tremendous time of separation, division, loss, that same craving, that same need, that same awareness becomes very clear. What a gift just to be together, to drink coffee together, tea, green tea, any kind of tea, (laughs) to sit, to walk. The practice comes back to very, very simple, simple things that everyone can do together. And alone, of course, 
But the more you do it, you know you're never alone. Never, never, never. <clears throat> because when you're practicing, you're practicing with the entire universe and you feel that it's not a thought or an idea. Just by the, by the, by the impact of the practice itself, it becomes a reality. So, 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 and this practice also in this respect redefines what love is not just a practice, it's also the teachings of the Buddha, the teachings of Zen, and, and you can go into all the teachings, the teachings of the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Quran, all, all the scriptures, all the scriptures, when you look into them, with that sense of clarity and purity, by purity I mean not adding on all kinds of, just the essence, I mean the essence, the essence of all of them, here we are together. And relationships, as I say in this podcast and in my new program, which will have a book, will have, which is not that important, but it's just helpful for people to have it written down, to have these workshops and so forth. It's all about the practice, the practice of love. And your relationships are your teacher. They are your practice. We sit on the cushion, yes, yes, yes. And then we get up and we enter life, and that is where the fruits of our practice are expressed. And where the needs, what we still need to work on, is also expressed. And and the fundamental of this practice is that every single person you meet is your teacher, is your Zen master, in what it means to love Wow, that's exciting, that's thrilling, that's thrilling because <clears throat> then you can practice every day, all day long. You know, that's always what I wanted to do, to practice all day, every day long, but I was never a monk or a nun. I had four little children, still have, they're not little, they're all grown up, and many grandchildren now, which I love each one of them, they're wonderful, and I really love being a mom as well, and still do. So I had, I, there was no way I could be a monk or a nun. I would steal away very early in the morning, get to the Zendo at 5.30 in the morning. We, with those days, the timing really worked for me. It was very early. We would have morning service and then long sitting and then breakfast, or two sits and breakfast. And by the time I got home, since I only lived a few blocks away, my kids were just waking up. It was perfect. And then go at night after they were asleep. And like that, like that. But, you know, everyday life, that's why I do Zen wisdom for your everyday life. <clears throat> the way my life was structured, everyday life was my practice, is my practice, and actually is all of our practices. Even if we're living at the monastery and we can practice morning, we can be in that state of mind, morning, noon, and night, because we can practice here too. We do practice here too. In everyday life, when and but it's important just to view our practice a little bit to understand how relationships are our teacher. Everybody who comes to us, there are so many beautiful Zen teachings, and when we apply them right at this very moment to whoever is in front of us, it could be the doorman, it could be somebody delivering groceries, it could be a neighbor. It could be someone we really don't like, we can't stand, they keep popping up over and over again. 
It could be someone we're having a war with within ourselves or, you know, fighting, battling, struggling. And then the beautiful teaching comes, which we worked on a lot this weekend. The beautiful teaching, drinking a cup of green tea, I stopped the war. Wow. How how wonderful. What is this green tea? Drinking a cup of green tea, I stopped the war. Being silent, being still. Just focusing on the tea, on the truth, on what's here. You stop the war. And where is this war that seems to go on between ourselves and others? Where is the war really? When we look deeply, we see it's always a war within ourselves. Within ourselves. And that's where the war can be ended. And ended very quickly. Ended very quickly. We don't have to enter a dance of anger of upset, of confusion, of saying, you're wrong, I'm right, I'm good, you're bad, all of that. We don't do that. We stop that. And in our practice, when negative, angry memories or thoughts or feelings come up as we're sitting on the cushion, the instruction is don't don't chase after that. Don't make it real. Watch it, see it, let it come and let it go. What is it really? What is it? Now, when we practice this practice of love, it's not about hating our anger or rejecting it, certainly not, but it's about seeing it for what it is and choosing another way. Now, this choice, people say, well, Zen is choiceless, and it is. There's no question, it is. And also, there's an aspiration that is included in our practice. Well, I want to... We sit, we make vows. I vow to become enlightened. I vow to practice to save all beings. We have all those kinds of, you could call them vows, or you could call them aspirations or directions. We set a direction. It's important. And that aspiration is also very important in our relationships to see, well, what is your relationship actually dedicated to? Usually nothing. We just bop along and whatever comes up, okay. Oh, well, this is great. This isn't great. Or I would hear over the years so often from people, oh, my God, we loved each other so much. In the beginning, it was great. It was perfect. Where did the love go? As a, as a therapist for so many years, I did hear that again and again. And, of course, the true answer is the love didn't go anywhere because what you were going through with that person actually wasn't love. Not from the Zen point of view. That wasn't love. So where could it go? Well, what was it? So in this program, I, I differentiate between love from the Zen point of view and what I call counterfeit love. And you could just you could call it anything. You could call it many things. But it's the illusion that we, we're in love. Oh my God, I'm in love. I feel so wonderful. I'm so happy. I'm I'm high. But that's from this point of view, that's not love. It's intoxication. Because a feeling that's here one moment and gone the next cannot be called love. No. It's just feelings. Or we say, oh my goodness, you know, I need this person so much, I can't live without them. That's not love, that's dependency, it's attachment. And all of those 
forms of counterfeit love, and there are many of them. And I think next week we'll go through, we'll spend the whole podcast exploring what that is exactly. But all those forms of counterfeit love, I need you, don't leave me, or use, oh, I want to, you make me feel so good. Now I know who I am when I'm with you. I, I, using another person for a sense of identity, a sense of value, that certainly is counterfeit love. It's not love from a Zen view. Actually using anybody as an object for anything certainly is not love. Not at all. Not at all. One thing we learn very deeply in our practice is do not lean on others. We sit on the cushion. We have our own cushion. <coughs> we have our own spine. <coughs> I'm sorry. We have our own breath. We have our own life. And that is what we focus on. And our partner or somebody sitting next to us, our Dharma brother or sister, we wouldn't call them a partner, our Dharma brother and sister sits in the same exact situation, their breath, their spine, their back, their practice, their karma. And just by sitting together in the silence and being with ourselves and our practice, certainly we support each other enormously, enormously. But we're not going to lean over (laughs) during a sitting and put our head on their shoulder and say, take care of me, I'm hurting. That's not Zen practice. Well, we do take care of everybody, but not in that way. (laughs) There's a very different way, excuse me, a very different way in which we do take care of each other. And it's very, very profound, profound. Our Zazen takes such care of us. It is unimaginable, unwavering. There's no way I could have gotten through this over two years now of this pandemic without my precious Zazen practice and my Sangha. And even though we don't sit in person together, we're together, we're sitting, sometimes on Zoom, but even when I'm here alone, sitting, sitting, I'm sitting with everyone. It's a different way of taking care of each other, the world, ourselves, and of entering love where there's no where, where where it's not painful. There's no people say relationships are so painful. Love is so painful. Not at all. No, 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 no. I may say this many times. If it hurts, it's not really love. It's counterfeit love. It's the it, it's the illusion of love. It's a mirage of love. It's not love because love heals. Love uplifts. Love is there for you always, forever. And that is what this practice. Is based upon Zen, the secret practice of love, this practice of relationships, taking our Zen teachings and actually practicing them, not only on the cushion, but in our relationships with everyone we encounter, not leaning on them, but really being with them fully, even if it's a moment, honoring them, gasho, bowing to them in your mind, That's a very profound practice, that bow in the mind, which is to say, I honor the spirit within you. You don't say that with words or even you don't think those thoughts, but the gasho, the bow, that's one of of the meanings it's expressing. So uh, this is a 
we've got quite a bit to do on this, but this is a lovely beginning. And I would say maybe whoever you meet this week, just look at them, bow to them, hello. It could mean anything. And say in your mind, oh, here is my teacher who's come to teach me what it means to love. Even in the middle of a fight, in your mind, do that and see what happens. See what happens. You'll be amazed. You don't have to say it outside, out loud. In fact, it would sound strange if you did. To yourself, within, within. Know it, know it, and see what happens. That's just one little Zen intervention. There are many of them. Okay, it's time to go for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to communicate in any way, my, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Um, and the, and the, the URL for our podcast is still www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And thanks so much for being with us. You have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye.